This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1680, The Best of Storytime with Uncle Sal, part 2. Welcome to the show, I'm Brian Christman, and just in time for Christmas, we here at CGS present to you another installment of the best bits of our friend uh, Sal Abenanti, a.k.a. Uncle Sal, from over the years. And as always with these shows, uh, earmuffs, these are not suitable for work, so we'll just uh, jump right in uh, to uh, discussing about the birth of his son. All right, with us on the show... Once again, Uncle Sal. How you doing, Sal? Daddy Sal. <laughs> I'm doing all right, guys. How are you? So you had your your child. Yeah, we had uh we had Anthony uh affectionately Antonino in Italian uh actually the Friday of San Diego con. So it was it made for a lot of drama cuz I had to catch a red eye right after the con and turn around like midstream and come back to Chicago for uh or the birth. All that bullshit the airlines give you about how they'll help you in family emergencies is total shit because they were less than helpful with helping me get back. And, you know, I had to pay a fortune to get on a red eye on Friday night to come back. And, uh, you know, I get on the plane and it's like, I don't know, some ungodly time of night. And I sit down and the lady next to me leans over and she goes, I just want you to know that you have that seat because my husband died. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Right? I mean, I don't know. What, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know. Do I so say I was thank just, you? I was fit to be tired as it was. So I just said, well, I guess he wasn't using it anyway. So what difference does it make? You know? Like, what do you want from me, old yes. lady? I mean, your husband died. It's not my, what, what, we're supposed to leave the seat empty for the rest of our lives because your husband died. And this lady, this lady, you know, was was 150 years old. I mean, she had like 300 rings on a tree when she was born. So, like, what the hell do you want from me? I mean, the guy that she who died, you know, was like went to high school with Christ. So I'm like, well, what do you want me to do, lady? Couldn't live forever. You know? Like it was your fault. Yeah, I mean, his social security number was six. <laughs> God likes to see the expression on your face when you pull open that first diaper, you know. It's kind of like when, you know, Marissa Tomei won the Oscar, you know. <laughs> the envelope and they look like, what? The fuck? You know? Or like O.J.'s face when they told him he wasn't guilty. You know, that looked like, you got to be kidding me, they're letting me go. <laughs> That's how I was when I opened up the diaper. I was like, there's no smell, but oh my God, this stuff, if it touches you, it's like the China syndrome. I mean, it'll, just, it'll burn right through China and pop up and kill some guy doing the laundry with Buzz. You know? <laughs> you said his name was Anthony. What's, what's, what's his middle name? Or Anthony his... and his the middle name is Masaichi, which is the Japanese side of the family. Okay. Uh, so his mother keeps us in the will. Um, <laughs> uh, he's half Japanese and he's half Italian, so I figured, you know what, I, I really, it's important. My grandmother played such a, you know, important part in my life culturally that I, I, you know, I really want the kid to know his Japanese side of the family too. So I told Karen, I said, my wife, I said, let's let's give him because Anthony Abenanti, he automatically gets his gets a free membership card to the mafia. So I figured, <laughs> yeah, I figured we need something to offset the the you know the vowels. So we threw Masaichi in there, which my mother was just thrilled about. But you know, she'll live with it. 
I got one of those real old-fashioned. You ever see this Poseidon Adventure, the original one? Mm-hmm. Shelly Winters, Winters, that's my mother. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's very Italian and, you know, with the bun in her hair and, you know, at the apron and beat the shit out of you at the drop of a hat, that kind of lady. <laughs> Which is why I'm so sensitive and well-rounded in my adult life. <laughs> she solves everything with a piece of Hot Wheel track and, a, you know, <laughs> extension cord. <laughs> And joining us this episode, fresh from Italy, is Uncle Sal. How you doing, Sal? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Very, very well. I don't know about I don't know if fresh is the word I would use. <laughs> my ass is numb from sitting on an airplane, but back nonetheless, you know. So how's the baby? It's good. It's he's he's a pisser, but it's good. <laughs> you know, it's a, you know you know what I'm talking about. It's a lot of work. He's he still you know wakes up every two hours and cries, but. Uh, it's, you know, getting big, man. They get big fast. Yeah. I thought I was gaining weight in a hurry. This kid's, you know, I came back from Italy, and I'm like, man, whose baby is this? <laughs> it's big in a hurry, you know. Did you, did but you, it's, it's life-altering, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you hear that uh, we have the second one on the way now? I heard. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's... Was that a you know was that planned or was that a you know Edgar Winter concert? Well, it's a little it's a little bit of both. We we wanted a second one soon, but it just came maybe a little sooner than we thought. But that's fine. Yeah. Gets yeah, it over my with sooner. Talking about a second one, and I'm just like, hey, you know, when I could sleep, you know, more than three hours in a row, then we could talk about having a second. Yeah. Right now, I'm just still walking around. You know, look like look like Bela Lugosi. No sleep and. I, I was I was excited to go to Italy just so I could sleep. Right. I, mean, I, I slept on the plane and I stayed by Simone's place and I slept there and it was uh, I felt bad leaving her alone with the baby, but you know business is business. You know when you get to a certain stage in marriage, it's like any excuse to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> 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 it's like what? There's a con? Oh, shit, I hate to go. God, it's another plan i got to go to. My ass is skipping to the airport. I'm fucking OJ jumping over the baggage in the Hertz commercial. I get no hair, man. Fucking running out of here. I'm telling you. Pushing old ladies out of the way. Boom. I'm like Steve McQueen on the motorcycle. The Great Escape. I'm fucking jumping over shit and running. Digging tunnels with a spoon. No. Poster of fucking Raquel Welch on the wall, and there's really a tunnel behind it. I'm doing whatever I gotta do. <laughs> I'm hearing the burbs. It's just one rule after another. You got like 14 garbage cans, which is you know different colors. Sometimes I just want to fucking throw something away, and I get like a brain freeze, like you know Tourette's, which can to put shit in. <laughs> this is wet paper. This is paper torn. This is untorn paper. This is paper with letters on it. This is for porno. I mean, it's like, you know, I get in arguments with my wife all the time. I'm like, fuck, I just want to throw something away. You know, Jesus Christ. You know, oh, you got to worry about the landfill. Fuck the landfill. I just want to throw something in the garbage. You know, Jesus Christ. Fuck. You know? I like in the city you could put a body by the garbage can and they'll take it. You know, a couch. I parked my Nova by the garbage can, and in the morning it was gone. <laughs> you know, Oak Park, you can't park on the street in 
front of my house. So, like, if someone comes over and wants to stay and they leave their car overnight, you got to call it in. So you call it in and you go, and they're like, well, you've got three left. It's like the Gestapo. You get, like, ten a year of letting people park in front of your house. Well, and then crazy. I go, well, what do I do when I run out at a 10? And they're like, I don't know. You just can't park in front of your house anymore. You I'm like, so proper, let me get this straight. So my property taxes and all this shit, I can't park in front of my fucking house, right? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, well, suppose I die inside my car. Will you tow it away then? <laughs> well, well, sir, I don't know. And I'm like, lady, I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, most bureaucrats don't have much of a sense of humor. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, you, you, you call some of these, these assholes up, you know, when, you know, like when I had the problem with the raccoon or whatever. There's all these rules to get rid of a raccoon. I'm like, what fucking rule? Look, can't you just, you know, chase this fucker out of here? They're like, no, sir. You have to hire a trapper. And then you can't just release it. You have to. I'm like, oh, great. I got to put him in rehabilitation now. Instead <laughs> of just killing him. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like rabies and all. What if he doesn't like, you know, so wait a minute. So now what if, do I got to get him counseling or what am I going to do? Because I, I kicked him out of my house. If he's distraught or what happens now? So he, goes, he goes on the welfare rolls and then. Yeah, I'm to... like, what the fuck? And it's like, you live out here and you walk around and it's like, Jesus Christ, no wonder like people like pick up an axe and wipe out their whole family out in the suburbs, you know. <laughs> At least in the city, you know, at least you're in the city, it's not so bad. You know, I mean, I thought, I used to complain about assholes throwing couches on windows and shit living in the city. You know, when they want to move at midnight, they just throw start throwing furniture out the window. Out here, they'll give you a ticket. You know, oh, you can't throw a couch out a window. <laughs> There's rules of couches falling more than 10 feet. You know, and, you know. So now what I do is I throw shit in my neighbor's garbage can. And then these assholes take it out and put it back in front of my, you know, in front of my garbage can. <laughs> so now what happened? How come there's only a couple of you now? You guys are pissed off at me or? or no, here? well, Peter, Peter, oh, you yeah, know, tell the story. Finally got to him Peter, what happened? Peter moved to Philly now, right? So, uh, so he and his roommate went to New York today and then he didn't get back from New York in time to get the bus to Reading from Philly. Oh, okay. So he couldn't, he couldn't make it. One one thing Brian didn't make mention of it's it's Peter's female roommate, so that's why he. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's he's living La Vida Loca now. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. I told you about them fucking Puerto Ricans. You know? Oh yeah. And everybody laughs at me and makes fun of me. Like Sal, you shouldn't say such things. I'm oh, like, no. come on, he's he's a dance guy. I mean, the only reason you have a baby is so you've got an excuse to get out of doing shit. Okay. The only reason you become a dancer is to meet girls. It's the mm-hmm. same way. And when he says, oh, come on, it's professional, I'm not meeting any girls, he's so full of shit. It's not even yeah. funny. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> and she's a dancer or she's just Yep, like, yep she's yep. a dancer. They went to New York to hang out with a person, a friend of theirs that they were in 42nd Street with. So, How long have they been stupid together now? No. Oh, they're not really no, together. No, they're not together. It's, they're it's, just, it's, he just moved in last week. Yeah. It's purely platonic. That's what they say now. Right. Well, that's how it starts out. Then, you know, you start getting up for water. Oh, I'm sorry. I went back into the wrong room. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you walk I didn't around know. with a boner, you know, and they catch on real fast. Yeah, I didn't know you were in this room. I walked in here right. naked. You get them drunk. You start with the, oh, I just want you to know how I've always felt. That kind of bullshit. <laughs> Does this taste weird to you? Yeah. Roommates, it's just about getting them drunk and giving them a roofie. And then the next thing you know, it's, you know. 
you're in court going, oh, Your Honor, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> You know? I thought it was an aspirin. I'm Come sorry. on, anybody? I don't, or, or it's even worse. I love them when you see guys. It's like, oh, she's just a friend. I always love that bullshit. You only got two kinds of friends. There's the type of friend that you know you want to fuck, but she won't let you, or you haven't yet. Those are the only two types of female friends. Because I don't know many females I want to talk to if there wasn't sex involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, think about it. Think about the, what you how you'd slim it down real fast. If there was no sex involved or there was no vagina connected to any of the females you know. <laughs> That's Pretty much true. eliminate probably about 95%. It'd be like one of those 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 Harlan Ellison books where like the whole fucking re- the race just drops off as far as I'm concerned. And when I hear, oh, she's a roommate, she's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. That works if they're not good looking. Right. If they're good looking, forget about it. Yeah, she's a she's a she's yeah, a hot we, dancer. What do you think? Pictures, yeah. So. yeah, which means even if she's ugly, she's got a nice body. That's right. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> I mean, and he's Puerto Rican, so it's in the blood. You know, he's got to make a move sooner or later. It's like you know, putting a scorpion in your back pocket eventually. Fucking help it. It's his nature. Pretty much, if there's a hole there, he's there. Right. You know, it's like if you're a hairdresser, not, you know, and you're gay. Come on. One goes with the other. Or a flight attendant. Can't be a male flight attendant and not be gay. You know, it just can't happen. Now I'm going to get letters on the forum. Hey, asshole, I'm a flight attendant and I like girls. Oh, I'm kidding. It's a joke. You know, I'll, I'll make like a generalization and I always get the one guy on the forum that has to write me a nasty letter. <laughs> You asshole, I'm I'm a scorpion and I don't bite people, you know, shit like that. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, fuck, I was kidding. What do you want me to talk about, my kid? Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> I had a, I had, a, I was supposed to go out on a date the other night with my wife, because, you know, now that we got a kid, you got to set up dates, yeah. you know? And Brian, you could, you could, you know, you can attest to this. So we had a fucking babysitter lined up. Okay, now this is this lady on the block who's like this hippie broad who said she wants to babysit. Well, you know, as it turns out, you know, she can't find her ass with two hands and she doesn't show up. So now your plans are shot out, you know, right out the fucking window because, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to just leave the kid and play home alone? (laughs) So you got to take the kid with you now and it turns into a sitcom. You know, we were at the restaurant, and the kid's screaming, and, you know, I'm like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're in the middle of, of one of these scenarios where people are giving you dirty looks, and, you know, your blood pressure goes up, and so now I'm in the world of trying to, of, of trying to find babysitters, and then, and then you've got to, like, you know, have these uh, interviews with babysitters to see if they're full of shit or not, which I'm like, fuck, I don't know. You got to make them pee in a cup, the whole thing. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, how, what do you do for babysitting? Do you do? You guys do that? Or, well, or we have we have both in laws right in the neighborhood. My parents live directly behind us, so we just walk over, oh, hand the kid, see? and go out. See, I don't have this. My family they're all fucked up. Every one of them. I wouldn't trust my mother to, to watch a you know a pile of bricks. <laughs> Sal, I am right there with you with my kid. My relatives are all full of shit. When the baby's born, everybody goes, "Hey, you know, you need baby." I wouldn't let you fucking you guys. Would you know? Couldn't fucking stand there and watch paint dry, and I'm gonna let you watch my kid. Are you kidding? I'll come home. He'll be playing with dynamite, and he'll be on the roof. You know, he'll have you know, he'll be juggling knives and playing with a chainsaw. 
And, I mean, that's how fucked up my family is. I mean, so, you know, you think, oh, come on, they're family. No, they're not. Not my family. It's like the fucking Manson family when you let them watch kids. No way. So we got we to gotta get complete strangers in here who are always full of shit and they don't show up. I swear to God, if I could have killed this lady the other night, I would have. I would have fucking killed her. I mean, they would have been like 52 pieces and 52 bags going, you know, everywhere. <laughs> I would have cut her in 52 fucking pieces, this lady. I mean, after she stiff shit. Because no calls, no nothing. And I was looking forward to just three hours of no screaming. Yep. And you pro- your wife probably spent two hours getting ready and the whole bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, it's, it's like, you know, I'm trying to be nice about this. It was, a, it was like... It was like the great escape, and, and then you find out the tunnel's too short. Motherfucker. Right. <laughs> We're too short. You know, after all this, you know, digging in my underwear and, and putting, you know, dribbling, you know, gravel down the legs of my pants <laughs> and all this bullshit, you don't show. And you, you're going to come to watch a six month old kid and you fuck that up? I mean, what am I asking you to do? I mean, what is this, like the Mercury astronauts? What the fuck? <laughs> Guys, I could have fucking strangled her. I was ready to play Tony Curtis in the Boston Strangler with a fucking extension cord and sneak into her kitchen. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's pretty well thought out. I was ready to, like, like Terminator, just drive my car through the front of her house. That's how pissed off I was. To go to have dinner for three fucking hours where it doesn't have a, a bugaboo involved or a slide with little balls that jump around and... You know, other little screaming bastards and all the rest of this shit. Do you have a bugaboo? You spent $800 on a stroller? No, 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 no. I hear I hear all the, you know, okay. I met Blue's Clues. I'm sorry. Okay. Bugaboo. If I get one of them, do you have permission to just come up and, and like, you know, put a bullet behind my ear? $800 for a, that's more than my first car. Yeah. <laughs> and that came with the Pioneer Super Tuner with the Journey tape. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Giles band tape it had with it too. <laughs> Rock, you know the Rush twenty one twelve I had playing on that fucking thing. The cassette player was great. The car was you know so so, but the cassette player was great. It was worth more than the car. It was worth more than the car, but it was my first. You know, sticky fingers were in the back of that cutlass, so I'm it's near <laughs> dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Because there, there's an art to finger banging. There really is. Because you know how, like, behind the top of your wrist it gets numb and you can't yeah. move your fingers anymore? You know, there's an art to it. God. There really is. You have to work out those fingers so you don't get cramps, you know? Yeah, you know, and then you got to kind of, you know, and I remember the first time I was I was at the lake with this skank and we got pulled over by a bunch of detectives, Chicago PD detectives. Which is basically like a pirate ship, you know. <laughs> Chicago PD is like fucking pirates of the Caribbean pulling you over. You know, just just say, "Up, oh, I'm fucked." You know, it's basically it's going to be just prison rape here with this. Oh my god! So he they pull us over, and I'm like, of course, yes sir, no sir. And the guy comes to the to the door, and he's like the goon. You know, Eric Powell got his f- photo reference from. The goon from CPD. Scars and, you know, missing an eye and, you know, the whole fucking nine yards. Prosthetic hand. And he goes, where are you guys going? And this fucking little leans over and goes, none of your fucking business. And I just, 
that was it. I saw my life pass before my eyes. I saw me cheating in kindergarten and all that right before my fucking eyes. And we got to get out of the car, and he went through the trunk, and they gave me for tickets. They gave me tickets for shit I did, like, when I was in preschool. <laughs> Colored outside the lines, that's $50. Shit your pants, that's a buck and a half. You know, you talk back to your ma, well, I guess another $75, you know. You're with this skank, well, there's herpes medicine for that. <laughs> He was good looking, but this broad, like, Jesus Christ. You know, everybody took a shot at this one. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the first, you know how it is at the first couple of girls you're going to be with. You don't, you're not asking to see resumes and references. You know, if it's warm and there's a little heat in there, uh, yeah, you go that way. Yeah, I got a, you know, that's another show I'm doing. I got a big, what's become a big art show in terms of originals is uh, Supercon, the one they have in uh, in um, June in Oakland. A couple of guys, uh, a good friend of Buzz's, Steve Morgan, and a couple other guys uh, put that show together. And it's become not, you know, a huge con. It's kind of a smaller one because it's definitely, because it's across the bay. But it's become known as one of the better shows to buy art at. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that one out there, and it's right. You know, we usually go up to Napa Valley and do stuff. You know, shit like that before and after. Oz gets arrested. You know, the whole <laughs> shaves his head and tries to you know like disguise himself to get across the border and all the rest of that shit. Because I don't think he's gonna be at WonderCon. No, he posted that he's not. He can't come now because he's got to move. Which is good. If that's a good thing. He was he was living in a fucking den of thieves, man. I'm telling you, he was living in this apartment run by these old Chinese guys. That I swear to you, this was this was something out of fucking Blade Runner. These guys were running like a you know these gambling parlor, and Buzz was there, and it was a poorhouse slash, slash sweatshop slash massage parlor, and Buzz was like the you know the Mandarin over there. It wasn't it was not a good thing. <laughs> I t- <laughs> I, I told him to call us if he needs help moving. I can imagine the whole CGS crew driving oh New York God. and moving him in Brooklyn. And, That'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, Buzz would be like kind of like, you know, like that scene in Animal House when they're moving. You're bringing a cow out and <laughs> bringing shit out. I mean, he lives, in, I swear to you, he lives in this apartment. That's something, I mean, it's like something out of a fucking Fellini movie. It's like it is these old Chinese guys that have these, He's, I forget what's that game, Pachinko or whatever the fuck it's called. Mahjong. And they have like it's a kid. They sit and they gamble. Mahjong. Mahjong. And they start at like six in the morning. And Buzz is kind of like I think like the wire. He's like their their lookout, you know, for the cops <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. And it, it's a it's a surreal situation over there. Does his drawing in the front window, you know, just in case, you know. <laughs> So he told me they were going to move, I'm thinking maybe the Yakuza got on his ass and made him move. <laughs> he knew too much. Because <laughs> I stayed with him before the CGS, you know, get-together you guys had. And I was like, this is fucked up, Buzz. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I've broken three laws just by staying overnight here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, there's like a... There's like, you know, the Rico predicate shit I broke just by listening to some of these conversations outside the window. You know? 
It's fucked up. I know I'm on at least three or four FBI tapes right now. <laughs> Just from staying a night over at Buzz's apartment. It's fucked up. I mean, when they come looking for me knocking on the door with a fucking subpoena, you know, uh, yeah, is this you? And they show me in the picture, like, the head of the Chinese mafia. I'm going to go, fuck. So you, that was the guy that answered the door. I don't know. So you, you, your picture's up on that big uh, Bolton board now underneath all the Yeah, and then he goes to the corner, you know, to buy, you know, he goes, yeah, come with me to the corner. I want to get something to drink. So you go to the corner, and it's like, you know, to get, which is this, this bodega. They don't have, you know, regular 7-Elevens. So you go to this bodega, and Buzz talks to the guy like in codes. Because speaking Burmese is like speaking fucking like those wind talkers in World War II that spoke fucking Cherokee. There's, there's not even sounds that even represent letters or words. or just kind of like, you know, me punching you in the stomach is what it sounds like when you speak Burmese. It is the most fucking sophisticated language I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like one of those fucked up droids, you know, that you, you hear in Star Wars. It's like, you know, when they're stamping the shit on their feet in the first movie when they, you know, the sand people take them. It's fucked up. I can just. I know that I know somewhere my name is a fucking subpoena's got my name on it. I can just see. I can see that that like you said, Jamie, the, at the FBI with the with the big bulletin board with the with the uh-huh. hierarchy of the organized crime, and then there's at the bottom it's it's Uncle in quotes Sal Abenanti <laughs> like with his picture. No, no, let me tell you something. I mean, there's the Rico there's the Rico statute laws that they passed for the mafia, where all you got to do is overhear conversations. And they can lock your ass up, mm-hmm. okay? Buzz is on that list, I can tell you right now. <laughs> so when I stayed over there, I'm walking, I'm listening to these conversations going on in the other room, and I'm like, this is fucked up. This is not good. I agree to, to come out here, and I went to the Comic Geek. That's why I was so fucked up at the, at the you know, your get-together, you know, your 300th thing, because I knew I was going to jail. <laughs> so, so Unless you're... I flipped. You know, I was going to jail. <laughs> So you're, you're saying that our, our dinner last year up in New York, we could all, all of our pictures could be on there too? Uh-oh. Probably might be, because oh, no. either that or I'm going to be serving tea in the back room where they're playing Russian roulette for a long time <laughs> to get out of this shit. That restaurant cleared out pretty quick, if I remember. Yeah, it did. He seemed to walk in. And so like, when that fucking guy says he's got to move, trust me, it's code for something else. He's got to move means someone's probably got to be gotten rid of, and he's got to, like, clean the slate, so to speak. I'm just picturing a judge signing off on a um, on a subpoena that says it issued to Buzz. And I'm telling you right now, they they better check the crawl space at that apartment before they leave. I'm not kidding. Check for I'm loose floorboards. I told you before about those Asian gamblers, and everybody said, "Oh, Sal, why are you being an asshole and saying such things?" When I went there, constant, nonstop fucking gambling guys in the back. Dice and throwing knives, and they were yelling shit like Mao, you know. And it was all this sick shit going on in the back. And I was trying to sleep through it and keep my eyes, you know, just try to pretend I didn't see anything. Because I'm, you know, I'm round eyed. They didn't want me there. You guys, um. Yeah, I thought, hey, maybe, you know, the, some of the neighbors would, you know, pull that sucky fucky 250. No, no, you know, love you a long time, none of that shit. Me so horny, never. Never heard that. Oh, my God. So the next day when Jesse showed up, I was fucking running to the car. Uh, oh. you know, we, 
they, when you hug them, they tap your chest and your back <laughs> to make sure you're not wearing a wire. Because I can hide, a, I can hide, a, you know, a fucking, you know, one of those old Ampex recorders up my head. <laughs> Real to reels are going. Okay. He's got to move in quotes. I love that. <laughs> I go, uh oh, <laughs> because. You know, two thirds of the Brooklyn PD's paid off for that whole bl- that whole block. Nobody comes around and fucks with any of those guys. So I'm thinking, boy, for them to move, oh, something really, something fucked up must have happened. <laughs> Word came down from Hong Kong. <laughs> Somebody minus a couple of figures said, "Hey, we got to get Buzz out of here." <laughs> Because you know? I guarantee you, since last time you saw him, if you pull his shirt off, he's got a back covered in a fucked up Mandarin tattoo. <laughs> but I love him. He's a good guy. Oh, but... <laughs> he's going to hear this, and I'm never going to fucking hear the end of it. I trust him. He's going to call me up. You fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> you big guinea asshole. I'll never ink something for you ever again. You know, that kind of shit. Never make your art look respectable. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got to start doing reviews for, for the worst. Marriott has the worst porn of any hotel I've ever been at. <laughs> Five fucking movies that I was asleep before the credits even finished. I'm telling you. I was no happy 18, ending. young, and nasty, and nobody was 18, and no one was young, and they definitely were not fucking nasty. <laughs> Porn hauling hussies gets like half a star. I didn't even make it through that one. You know, I love when they. There's got to be some fucking criteria when they say when the word eighteen or teen and nasty is in it that the broads, you know, aren't old enough to fucking have given Eisenhower his first blowjob. <laughs> you know, I mean, these fucking they got these these skanky like. You know, five miles of bad road strippers in these in these movies with these like nasty looking fucking asses that look like someone fucking punched somebody in the face. And you go, look, I go, you know, how do they with a straight face call this eighteen and nasty? It's got to be some practical joke by some fucking porn producer. Once upon oh, a time, drop the eighteen part and leave it at nasty. Yeah, yeah. They were they were eighteen once upon a time. Oh my! Yeah, eighteen. It's like eighteen. What? Eighteen squared? Or what the fuck is it? Eighteen hundreds. That's what it is. Yeah, these bitches got like hail damage on their ass, and they got these fucking. They, you know, they spread their legs. Looks like a taco. I'm like, I don't want to watch that shit. Holy gorditas! Yeah, I go to a fucking, I go to a hotel and I'm pissing away good fucking Alex's good money on porn, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not even getting anything that's giving me any material to fall asleep with. I'm fucking sleeping. I'm laying. I'm going. I wonder what time the con starts. (laughs) And uh, San Jose, I wonder what the origin of that name is. Instead, I should be thinking about 18, young, and nasty, and I got nothing in my fucking database of masturbation material to go off of. Zero. So so I understand you guys had some adventures at Supercon. (laughs) Uh, Where did you hear that? S-S-S. Supercon San Jose, better known as SOB, which is same old fucking buzz, man. That's all I, all I <laughs> On Monday, Steve Marger, you know, um, he arranged it with Travis. So some of the artist guests, we get invited to go to Santa Cruz, you know, and drive up this fucking mountain 
and go to the vineyard, have a barbecue, and you know, they give us a tour. We have a great fucking time, you know. So, but there were a few vans, you know, because there was like 40 of us. So it was me, Sal, Mike Bear, Bill Morrison. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's like the second guy after uh, Matt Groening yeah. on The Simpsons. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jane Weedman from The Go-Go's. <laughs> so we were in the same van. And, and you know, we, and it was like conversation between Sal and Weedman. And, I mean, it was so fucking hilarious. What Sal didn't realize was I had the camera on. So I <laughs> fucking taped the entire fucking clip. Yes. Now, Jane, Jane is definitely not, you know, she hasn't shied away from the pharmaceuticals at all. I mean, she's still alive. That Gogo's money is still going strong. Oh, yeah, that Gogo was gone, gone, man. That, yeah, she, she, I mean, she, this girl likes to have a good time. Yeah, so it was, no, she was one cool. of those deals where it's like, you know, I haven't been out of the house and shit, I don't know how long. Plus, it's like, it, I, I've been like fucking Jack Nicholson in The Shining all winter, cooped <laughs> up in Chicago. So you put me in a van with Buzz and Bear and the Go-Go's and the Simpson asshole and some Spanish guy in the back who wasn't talking. So I was like, well, you know, we're not going to make any conversation. I'll just talk shit about everybody then. So that's basically what it was. This is going to be our screening at the Super Show, right? That'll be the movie. That'll be the movie of the Super oh Show. I, and little do I realize that this asshole, you know, is playing CIA. He's, he's recording all these things. Getting all kinds of information to, 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 like, you know, play back for my wife and everybody else. All this shit. The nasty jokes and the shit we're talking about, everybody. Oh. You can never look at Tex the same way ever again. Holy oh, moly. I, I can't look at him the same way now. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that fucked up haircut. Looks like two cats fucked on his head. <laughs> got three whips of hair coming out. <laughs> got the big sweaty hot dogs on the back of his neck. Oh. And then he wears a black shirt. He thinks he's fucking Ricardo Montalban when it opened all the way down to his waist. <laughs> Tips are hanging out, sweat, ass juice, you know, all kinds of shit flying. Boogers. He's that little kid with the boogers. He loses his balance uncontrollably. No equilibrium. He falls India. He's like a big blister. He bumps India and shit goes flying everywhere. You're like, what the fuck, Tex? He's like the fly. He regurgitates on his hands to eat. He said, and then you factor in 100 degree heat to that, and it gets even worse. You're like, oh, God. There's just DNA everywhere with that son of a bitch. He leaves a trail of it everywhere he goes. like a fucking big Puerto Rican snail. That's the Sierra. <laughs> like a slug. Everywhere he goes, he's like bread and ass and milk, and he's laughing, he's drooling, and he's trapping shit. You know, he's got cheese under his neck. And you're like, hey, come on, man. He smells like that bad toenail you got. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, and then, and then I'm, I'm just talking this shit because I figure no one's going to hear it, right? This asshole's got the video thing going the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm like I can't even fuck. I'm in the van and I and I can't even. Now I'm being incriminated. Even like when we're up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere, you figure you can say anything you want, right? Not when you bring an Asian guy with you. <laughs> Yo, you got an Asian guy with a camera in your car. What do you think I was gonna do? Man? Yeah, I didn't know. I, I'm like, what the fuck? And then you know, with 
with like you know half the shit that Buzz recorded. It's like that the, that camera will never ever be the same. It's just scarred for life with the sick shit that he's got on that camera. I'm telling you, <laughs> Larry Flint in his prime couldn't come couldn't put shit on that camera that Buzz did. Wow. I told him, fuck eighteen, young and nasty. Let me watch what you got on that camera tonight. <laughs> I got some good blackmail material this, this some time, man. Some file shit. The first three oh. rolls are like Swedish erotica put an option in for the first three rolls. I bought came off that camera. <laughs> Peter North called three times while we were in the <laughs> You know, I left the video camera on by accident on the in the in the bar. Yeah. So by I got like out. No, no, no. I've got like an hour worth of footage of a fucking, of a glass of wine. You know? But the audio, man, oh, you gotta listen to this shit. Oh, <laughs> That's some blackmail material, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'll never, I, I have, my, my official response to it is I have no knowledge of the aforementioned incident. That's officially what I'm going with. <laughs> I have no knowledge of any of that shit. I don't even know what was said, and then everybody in the car was drunk. It's like you want, you want like, and, and then the guy halfway home, he tells us how bombed he is, and we're like, wait a minute! I thought the Simpsons guy, I thought the Simpsons asshole was the only rational thinking guy in the whole fucking van. No, he was the driver, and he was drunk, and we were going. Dude, and I'm like, no, I'm like, no wonder we're fucking weaving all over the road playing. You know, we're, we're like, we're driving home, and it's like we're playing bumper cars down going down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wind up like Grace Kelly because we can't find somebody who's fucking sober to drive off. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm like, I got out of it. We get to the hotel and he's like, "Boy, I'm glad we made it. I was so drunk." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> That's something you like to hear. I, after. I would have been. I would have got the. I, and I was in the seat of death, right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you call it? Fucking Magellan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, asshole, just found, there's one building over five stories high in San Jose. That's the Marriott where we were staying. I'm like, Magellan, just follow the fucking building. The tall building, asshole, how hard is it? I don't know where we're going. And then we got Jane, and on Jane, I'm waiting for her to give up all those Go-Go's dick-sucking stories. We got none of them. I mean, come on. You don't think the Go-Go's made it that far with three songs, do you? I mean, there was four fucking... They've seen more cocks than a fucking pair of Fruit of the Looms, those broads. They have their own videotape. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear the dick sucking go go stories all the way home, and, and, and Buzz is talking about tax. <laughs> I was talking about tax. It was you and Bear. Right. I, was, I, I was too busy recording. <laughs> and then it was some. And then Steve invites all these great artists from Europe. Great. How about fucking some of them learning English? None of them could fucking speak English. Huh? You got some guys. In the, I didn't even know there was anybody in the back seat. I thought he was trying to sneak across the border. That fucking guy. <laughs> Some fucking Spanish artist who drew Vampirella 40 years ago. Yeah, talk, asshole. Say something. <laughs> You're not going to talk. Draw something. <laughs> yeah, draw something. Draw Jing in the ass. Fucking Duran Duran or something. I don't give a shit. Who cares? <laughs> 
I mean, I want to hear the stories about her and Belinda Carlisle in a pile making a sandwich and the guy from fucking, you know, Uriah Heath giving it to him. You can't kill that good Uriah Heath references, can you? Yeah. I mean, come on. Let me hear something about three-finger Magillo when you were in concert in Cleveland or something. I don't give a shit. I got to give it to Jane. She's a cool chick to hang out with, man. She's Totally a regular joke. Like we get in the car right off the patch and goes, who brought the crack? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so Sal goes, ask the Asian. I'm telling you, I get back, I find out that, that fucking James Dean was driving all the way home. I'm like, look at this. And we were going down a mountain where there was like, Three inches, you had three inches on each side to make a mistake. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, and then, you were, otherwise, it was like the fucking end of Thelma and Louise. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, going up uh, and going down, all the, uh, the locals that lived on the mountain, you know, this is like, you know, you know, natural for them to drive their regular speed up and down the fucking winding road. So every right. time they whizzed by... You know, the, uh, our driver is, like, nervous, or he kept, like, you know, turning the car to, to swerve. But if you swerve more than half an inch, we're going off the fucking cliffside, you know? Right. So by the time you. I got up there, I was ready to drink, man. I, was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't care. No. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I'd have known on the way down you know, with that asshole driving, I never would have got in that van, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, you got to remember, we were out of gas, and we coasted down, too. It's not like yeah, we, <laughs> we run out of gas, and then going to find gas, we drove to, like, Oregon to get a gallon of fucking gas. <laughs> I wind up eating like three bags of beef jerky, a bag of fucking barbecue ruffles, pork rinds, funyuns. I got home, I shit in Technicolor, I swear to God. I looked in the toilet, I swear to God, it was like, I, it looked like I ate a box of crayons. A big one with disgusting. I had a bloody stool for three days. I don't know what the fuck I ate. A1 jerky or some shit like that. James yeah, the, one that the one that... The one that changed it, and it tastes like penis. It tastes like penis, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and everybody in the car was like, all right, we'll take yeah, it. I was like, right. man, you got to stop blowing hillbillies because it was a one <laughs> jerk. They're going to call up for a sponsorship from you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Shan, she made fun of Sal because he's drinking a bottle of Fiji. <laughs> Yeah, she says, oh, you're a Well, you got these pretentious rock star cunts in the van. That's what you got to do. I told <laughs> <you>. <laughs> it's like next to Perrier, that is the gayest fucking bottle of water you can buy. I grabbed a fucking bottle of water. I don't know what it was. I, I mean, I also grabbed jerky and pork rinds and funyuns, so I figured, hey, what's the curve going to be like after they see the bag of pork rinds? They're going to go, oh, he's a classy guy. Look, he's got the Fiji water. When they do the autopsy and they cut me open, they go, this guy fucking eats like a billy goat, for Christ's sake. When they got the shit that I was eating. I ate a pack of gum. You know, I mean, you don't like that drunk. You, shit, you know, when you eat when you're drunk, you just start eating shit. Oh uh, <laughs> and then Bear's over in the corner with the fucking nicotine IV going because he's got to get out the smoke. <laughs> The Spanish guy in the back is listening to fucking Jose Greco records for all I know. I don't know what the fuck. He's, he's saying novenas. He's down on his knees with the fucking rosary out because of the way the Simpsons asshole's driving. 
Jane, I'm still waiting on dick sucking go go stories. I got none. <laughs> and then Buzz, little I realize he's fucking deep throat from all the president's men sitting right in the middle with the fucking paper corner going. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I had to take my wife to Duran Duran the week the week before uh, Supercon. You got to do the trade-offs. So I was me and it was another guy there. We fought, we kind of found each other. We were like the, the two black guys at a clan meeting. At the <laughs> we were the only guys there. Everything else was all these milfs. Everybody screaming and hollering for Simon Lebon, and I'm like, yeah, great, hungry like the wolf, fantastic. Where's the bar? <laughs> I'll be like the wolf my ass. Where's Dunkin' Donuts so I can get a bear claw? Was all I was <laughs> And these bronx are still convinced that Nick Rhodes is not gay. <laughs> I, didn't, I was just like, I was like, yeah, hey, you know, fantastic. You know, uh, you know, say a prayer for me now. Yeah, so I don't kill myself. Say a fucking prayer for me now. <laughs> then Jane Wheatland says she used to date John Taylor. No, Jane John Taylor, yeah. She was, yeah, she came to New York to suck his cock, and he never showed up or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, was it Princess Di used to fucking go, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, was, like, hounding guys, his ass. Those guys have seen more ass, man. I'm telling you, it's like this, you, this concert was 99.9% women and one fat Italian guy. For anybody that, if you look into pictures in the audience, even Duran Duran's pointing like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Simon LeBarn goes, is that Mark Texiera? <laughs> I mean, I had seats so close that I could smell the semen on their breath. I oh. <laughs> How was your, this is this is kind of our way of, of catching up with you guys after San Diego. How was your uh, San Diego? I was on my way out. The one morning that I was late, that I decided I just couldn't do it, man. On Saturday night, a couple of my my um, my college roommates came up from LA, so we hung out, and then they wound up staying in my room, and and it just turned into like you know, you get called every filthy, nasty name you can think of all night while you're trying to sleep, and when the alarm clock went off at like six forty-five, there was just no way I just couldn't answer it, so. I'm like an hour, hour and a half late, and then I'm walking out of the army, and who's sitting down outside, you know, having a cigarette or with a drink in his hand already? He's fucking buzzed, and it wasn't even 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, I, and then I just hear, good morning, Mr. Evanante, and I was like, oh, I go, I go, when the fuck did my conscience become like, you know, Burmese all of a sudden? <laughs> it was like the high school principal was waiting for my fucking answer in front of the army, you know? I was like, oh, hey, Buzz, how are you? And I, I was too tired to even have an excuse of why the fuck I was late. I was like, I, I'm too tired. You know, it's Sunday, and I'm just glad I made it this far, you know, at this point. No, right off the bat, I was like, fucking A. He's like, you know, I got these two fucking assholes staying in my fucking room that I'm paying for. I get up this morning, and they they, they order breakfast on my fucking table, I mean, on right. my room. And then they didn't even order me anything. They didn't order me any breakfast. I, you know, I love this. It's like I'm in the shower, and these two assholes order breakfast. And I come out of the shower, and I'm like, where's mine? And they're like, oh, you wanted something? And I'm like, oh, you fucking, and you guys got real good signing my name, too. You know, and that kills me. 
Oh, I got to have, oh, oh, can I have a little bit of, your, of, of the coffee? So I had to go get, like, the, cl- the clear glass out of the bathroom to have coffee in. But they you didn't were... even give me, you know, did they give me a, a mod? Nothing. Did they offer me theirs? No, fuck no. I go, guys, how could you order shit that you're not paying for and, and at least, you know, so I got, like, a half a piece of toast. <laughs> and I was, like, you know, I was, like, pulling, the, like, the orange marmalade out of the jar with my finger. That was my breakfast. It adds insult to injury that you were awake while they ordered it. Yeah, yeah. I was in the shower, and these assholes, did they think they, it's like, those are the types of assholes that I surround myself with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, I, and it's like, and on top of it, I look on the receipt, and I'm like, you know, that signature looks better than mine. I mean, it was like it was it was like they had it dead on without even trying. Did they order porn through the TV though? No, well, okay. that would have right. been something that at least you know, I, if you know, I could have rewound it and shared it a little bit, but there was none of that because when you go to a con with Buzz, whatever you've got usually doesn't live up to like the world class shit that he prepares you for. You know? <laughs> Buzz brings Buzz brings shit that like Caligula would blush if he saw it. <laughs> that Buzz comes ready with. He brings like just like the he he just he just it's the cream of the crop like the shit at the top of the list of debauchery, like people that are in league with Satan. The, the, the type of porn that they make that's the shit that Buzz brings. Punch of Jagoff. <laughs> Is what I'm surrounded by, and then and then he goes, then he comes by, you know, he comes by the booth, and he's like, "Well, what do you think I should do?" I go, "I don't, I don't know, you know, get on the tram, you know, go go to Coronado, go to the zoo, you know, go to the beach, just just do some kind of fucking thing, just leave me alone." Is basically what I want you to do. He goes, get out of here because he's driving me crazy. So the asshole goes to the zoo. He comes back. With his wife, three hours later, he goes, you know, you're an asshole. He goes, why didn't you tell me that all the animals were going to be sleeping? (laughs) 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 The zoo, the zoo, San Diego Zoo sucked. He goes, man, you know, you know, you could have at least, I go, Tony, you know, I didn't call, talk to the giraffe this morning. He didn't call me. You know, I was busy. You know, I, I'm, I, you know I, I've kind of lost touch with, with the fucking, with the baboons. They don't call me anymore. How oh, the fuck do I know they're going to be sleeping? I'm like, you know, you're supposed to walk around the zoo. I'm like, and when am I becoming the morale director for the San Diego Zoo? Now I'm fucking responsible for what goes on at the San Diego Zoo. I'm like, well, did, well, did, you, did you take the tram? Did you walk around? He's like, no, no, not really. We just, we, you know, we, a couple, we saw a couple of the animals were sleeping, so we left. I'm like, oh, well, you get good. You didn't want to disturb them. You know? <laughs> Just like, like the tigers go, hey, hey, Tony's here. Get the little unicycle and the yeah. Nazi hat. Well, it's the biggest, I mean, it's the biggest zoo in the world. I'm like, why? There was, there's tons of other shit you could have done. You know, I'm like, why do you, you know, is it just up to like, you saw two animals sleeping, you went all the way there, and you went, I go, no, 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 maybe they weren't sleeping, asshole, maybe they saw you coming, and they said, we better get the fuck out of here, because, they, you know, Sal's retarded brother's coming. Quick, fall asleep, he's coming, quick, fall asleep. Like, well, you didn't tell me the animals were going to all be sleep. I'm like, how do I get so, I'm surrounded by these assholes. I guess you guys didn't hear me tell tell my naughty monkey story. All right. I went. We were at the we were at the, at the zoo, which was amazing. The the animals weren't asleep when we were there, <laughs> and um, went to the, the one monkey paddock, and they were like out on the on the plains eating stuff. 
So I kind of get the eye of, of the, the main male ape and give him, like, you know, an evil eye. So he gives me the evil eye. And he starts coming towards the window where we are, big window. And all the little kids and mommies and all that see the monkey coming over the window. So they all gather around. And I get down, I kind of crouch down in the catcher's crouch. And I know what I'm doing. I know I'm I'm challenging this guy. So he, he about four feet away from the window, he takes a running leap at the window, hits the window, boom! And I notice this little one following him, and he does the same thing. He's following the big guy. Right. And the big guy finally just decides, eh, screw this. And the little guy goes, eh, and proceeds to fall backwards on the ground and start jerking off. <laughs> In front of- I like the assholes that I was with this week. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like being with Simone. He smells the same, and they got the same fucking habit. Chicago is the, is the Chinese drug where they sell the food. That's it. <laughs> so we go, I go, let's go see the panda. So they got the panda thing with all the bamboo and it's supposed to be quiet and it's their natural habitat and they're in there pressing all the shirts and, you know, you're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> all the pandas are making the egg rolls, you're supposed to be quiet. So we walk, we're walking through and then you're supposed to, you're only supposed to, you know, like see them for a few minutes and then keep going because there's a line of assholes back. So, so. There's these four women behind us together combined. They've got to be like, you know, older than the United States. They're, they're easily, easily well, well past the bicentennial, these three bras. So Simone proceeds to shit his pants. I mean, really, it was like poker guy. It was really fucking bad. I mean, it was really bad. Where, like, one of these teenage girls just runs up to the camera and yells, What's happening? I mean, he shit his fucking pants. Really, really vile. So, I mean, and it was a so, so the lady standing next to me in mid sentence stops her sentence and she looks over at me like it was me. I swear to God, I swear to God, guys, the panda who was eating the piece of bamboo stopped eating the bamboo and looked at us. Because Simone, the evil that came out of his ass that he brought all the way from Italy was something that Stephen King in his prime couldn't have fucking come up with. It was just fucking bad. I mean, if Loki took a shit in your hand, this is what it would have smelled like. And, I mean, I said, Simone, you realize that a bear who shits outside in the woods, right, wipes his ass with his hand, stopped and looked at you like you're a stinky motherfucker. That's the first thing the bear thought. And this is a bear that eats Chinese food all day, so you know he's just funny. And the ladies continued to give me the stink eye all the way out. They thought it was me that was the guy that shit his pants. And Simone, as soon as he, he as soon as he hatched this thing, I mean, as soon as the demon seed left his ass, he walked away because he knew something was wrong. He should have pointed him, him. No, I mean it was like they've 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 like blocked off that area, man. It's like a hot zone now. They won't let anybody go in there because it's that bad. 
You can put the pandas in hazmat suits. I'm not kidding. Those poor fucking pandas, it's like now they're reversed. What was black is not white. What was white is not black. You've never been the same, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you gotta be, you got to be careful because they'll throw their shit at you, too. Because I was at the zoo one time where the monkey will shit in his hand and throw it at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, does the same thing too, doesn't he? Well, Simone, yeah, he shoots his shit in his hand, uses it as his gel, you know, for his hair. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed something. He's always picking something. He's either picking his ass, or he's always picking his nose. You know. Well, he's got these—he's got these fucking guys that he hired just randomly, okay? Right. That live in Tijuana to come work for him. So he goes, well, I got these guys, and they're nice guys, and they work for me. So I says, okay, great, fantastic. As long as you leave me alone, I don't care what you do. So he comes over to me. He goes, I haven't counted my money, but I think I'm $80 short, and I swear the guy stole it. <laughs> I go, okay. <laughs> okay, Simone, first of all, first of all, no offense, but, like, Scotland Yard hasn't called looking for your ass. <laughs> Any, you know, recently, because you're, 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 your powers of deduction. I mean, Batman has nothing to worry about with fucking Simone Luce trying to be, you know, play Mr. Detective. I mean, you know, I go, hey, did you see him? Do you know? I mean, was there taco stains on the money? I mean, what, what, what? What are you using as, what are you using as evidence here? I mean, was it, is it sombrero full of cash? I mean, what? I, I just think that there should be a little bit more money in there, and there's not. And I go, okay, well, first of all, before you go accuse two Mexican guys that just, like, scrambled across the border, you know, they're still wet. They got seaweed on their shoulders from swimming across the fucking river. You might have, you might have a little more evidence than just you feel like it, because I know you. You're, you're half fucking retarded. You can't figure that much out on your own. So sure enough, he comes back later on, and he's like, you know what, I was wrong, the money count is okay, they didn't take it from me. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm glad you came back and told me, Simone, because now I can sleep. I, I was worried about your fucking $80. I was ready to give you the $80 just to leave me alone and not come around here with this shit anymore. You put two Mexican guys who you've never, who you don't even know, in charge of your booth while you're walking around scratching your ass. You know, because he's still worried that the pandas are looking for him. <laughs> and the three old ladies. Oh, and the three old God. ladies who, who, still, who still have it. One of them had a stroke right there from his tank. <laughs> and then the other one got cured. Her cataracts got cured, so we can't figure out which one which one's more fucking grateful. Because oh, he, he cleared up the fucking glaucoma she had in her eyes. <laughs> 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 and then, and then on top of it, it's like, and then you know, the the the, the pain in the ass of all pain in the asses who decided to, to grace us with his presence, Mike Bear, shows up, mm -hmm. you know, eleventh hour, and then I don't even know the guy's there the whole game. He's nagging me how he wants to go to the game, and he didn't even talk to me the whole fucking ball game. That guy. I talked to him for a few minutes, and he's you know he's very knowledgeable. I mean, we talked to oh we're from Reading. Oh, so you, you know, Jim Steranko and Dan Atkins. So I mean, he knew you know his artists and where they're from. So we well, those are all people he borrowed money from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then here's the part I love about Mike is that everybody in there, everybody who knows him, always defends him and goes, Sal, come on, Mike Bear has never done any drugs and he's not a drug addict. I said, okay, <laughs> well look. 
Either he is or he acts like one. So what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, if, if you're going to act like a fucking drug addict, you may as well enjoy it, right? I mean, it's like being in jail for killing somebody that you never kill. You may as well go out and kill somebody and go, oh, fuck it, you know? Fucking, I mean, you're already locked up, Tommy Allen. You know, he's fucking is Tommy Chong, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean the guy. You know, he's walking around like fucking Abby Hoffman. It's, it's like he's still trying to figure out. He's still pissed off that he, he didn't get on the Who's helicopter when it took off at Woodstock. He never got over it. Well, you see, I have no delusions that women are are a lot more perverted than we are. I mean. I was a bartender for 12 years, and I could hear conversations that women thought I couldn't hear. And that's all women talk about at at bars is cock. That's it. (laughs) They talk about comics and cars and sports and bullshit. Women, they get together. Trust me, that's not what they're talking about. They're they're much more devious than we give them credit for. Well, not me. I give them a lot of credit for it, so it's all right. You know what's funny? no, No delusions that they're talking about sewing. You know. <laughs> I was listening to my sister. I'm, I'm staying at my sister's house for over Thanksgiving, and uh, it was early in the morning, and she was talking to one of her friends on the phone about some guy that the girl on the phone really liked, and mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, but he was doing certain things wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah. you know. But that's all they talk about, right? I mean, but, come on. But the thing that my sister said to go back to what you're saying, she said, "Well, you know, sometimes you know, having money, good looks, and a big cock is not enough, you know." And, and, <laughs> right. And, the, and right. the girl on the phone agreed. She goes, "Yeah, I guess I will have to give that up." And I was like, <laughs> "See." <laughs> See, I never have to worry about that. You know, I got the standard army issue when it comes to cock. So, you know, I don't, I have no delight, I pass no delusions. Yeah. But I'm happy with it because I got the one that they were handing out, like the, the standard army issue dick. That's what you need, you know. Because some guys, they get cute and they talk, but, but I got a lot of, I got the beer can going on. I got a lot of girth. Oh. When, you gain weight, when you gain weight, you get girth. That's the only advantage of gaining weight, trust me. Oh, my God. <laughs> These fucking commercials with people, guys giving their wives cars as Christmas gifts. Yeah, what, what is this? that? Who can who do that? Who the fuck do you know, and who are these guys who give their wives cars? Well, and how would because the wife... Because I want to meet the guy and kick the shit out of him, because my wife watches it and goes, oh, she got a car for Christmas. <laughs> so now anything I get, you know, I'm a, I'm a jag-off. I didn't get a Lexus for Christmas. <laughs> It's like, you know, guys in porn with big dicks. You want them to die slow, miserable deaths because you go, look at this fucking guy, you know. Well, who, who, who? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know my entire life, and I know a lot of jagoffs. I've never known anybody that's given their wife a car for Christmas. That's crazy. Well, and then you see these, you know, you see these commercials and you feel like an asshole. You go, God, look at this guy. Yeah, they make you feel like you're, you know, you're one of those guys like, oh, shit, I never buy my wife anything like that. But then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, no, you know, I'm sorry. It's like I never would do it anyway because it's like – because then you set a precedent. Then what am I going to get her next year, a plane? <laughs> no, fucking submarine after three years. It's like, oh, God, another car? Because that's how it is when you're married. It's one of those things where I just don't get it. I mean, it's like I said, you're setting – you're making people feel like jagoffs. You know, you try to do something nice, but yet here they got to show this fuckhead – you know, where it's like total propaganda. And I got to talk to the guy who, who put the, the creative department, who put it together. Those are the guys that need a beating. Those guys. That's where you got to start. Well, but, you know, tell my posted. wife I got to go to Paris in June. It's going to be the next hurdle. <laughs> you know, 
Because she's on me about the second kid now, so. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God, I've got to tell you, man, it just scares the fuck oh, out of me. No. Idea. I mean, the lower part of my body has one of those those Ghostbuster signs over it, the red circle with the line over it. It's just over my cock. There's just nothing going on when it comes, you know, for me to have a kid. It's like, I can't, guys, I can't. I, it's, I'm so fucking terrified, you just can't. I'm one of those guys, you got to slap him, he gets so scared. You talk about a second kid. I kid you not. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one, he's kicking my ass. It's like, you know, having an 800-pound gorilla in the room, this one kid. But two, in those first four months. Oh, yeah. What do you think about the, uh, the, the second one? I'm thinking to myself, second one? My God, I mean, I barely made it through this with the first guy. I mean, because I'm not like you guys. I'm not as you know, young as springtime, you know, shooting those fucking Marlboro ads where I'm running around on a horse and shit. I'm an old guy, you know. You guys, you're those guys that I see in those Pampers commercials chasing them through the park and all that shit. I'm the guy sitting on the bench with the cigar. Come here. Come here. Come over here. Oh, fuck, there's a car. Come here. You know, that kind of thing. You know. Ah, so he'll limp a little bit. Give him character. Don't worry about oh. it. I, when I babysit, I put him in the playpen. I turn it upside down so he can't get out. Of it. That's a very popular I put a, method. I put a boulder on top of it. I, you know, I, I, try, I babysit him like he's a wild dingo. And then my, my wife comes home. Hey, I was holding him the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right. And, and you know, the, the idea of a second one, it's like, oh, my God. You know, it, it's, it's like, no, they could gang up on me then. Those first four months last year, guys, oh, fuck. I was walking around like fucking Lon Chaney and Hunchback in Notre Dame. That was how fucked up I was. I was so fucked up. The lack of sleep and the eating and the no bathing and the, the you know, the, you know, you fight with your wife and you get into arguments and you get on each other's nerves and, oh, it was terrible. It was just fucked up. And know? then you finally put it all behind you. And then number two, yeah. once it, and it all yeah. starts over I'm, again. Uh, you walk yep. around like Jason Bourne. You don't remember any of it because it was so fucking terrible. <laughs> you can't remember any of it. I have flashbacks. And let me tell you, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it's ten times harder with the second one because now you've got to deal with the, the first one. Uh-huh. You're the no, only no. fucking guy. Everybody else is like, oh, Sal, the second one's easier. People kept telling me that, and I, I got the second one. I'm like, you people are fucking nuts. It's, it's easier from the perspective that you now are used to dealing with a child. Yes. So the little things don't scare you anymore, and you like you carry the kid around with one arm like it's no problem, where you're a little cautious yeah, yeah. the first time. So in that sense, yeah, it's easier. But you everything is compounded stuff. so much because now suddenly that two-year-old is way more complicated <laughs> when you're trying to deal with a one-month-old while the two-year-old two is running around and wants your attention and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not it, – now, maybe when they're five, it'll be real yes. simple because oh, they can entertain five. each other. See, you, guys, you, you guys are leaving out the most important thing. I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I mean, I'm in my – you know, I'm 45. You guys are, are, you know, younger. You're still full of piss and vinegar. You know, I'm, I, I got, like – fucking hairy taint and all that shit. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I try and I try, you know, and, and there's times when I'm just like, I can't fucking do this. I mean, where you hear yourself saying, I must have been out of my fucking mind. You know, where I hear myself saying that. Like, because it's the sleep deprivation, man. It starts to wear you down, man. And every part of your physical body starts just crying out to you like, what the fuck are you doing? 
Maybe if I, 10 years ago, I would say, you know what, I probably should have done this. But 10 years ago, I was far too fucking full of myself to stop and have kids. But in my 40s, you figure, ah, oh, time of your life, I don't want to be one of those old jagoffs that winds up, you know, alone and blah, blah, blah. But now I'm, now I'm looking for those jobs like the one Kurt Russell had in The Thing, you know, where he's out in fucking Siberia, you know, wearing a sombrero in the snow and there's no, you don't see people for months at a time. That's the job I want now. I just want to be left the fuck alone sometimes. You know, I find myself going to cons just to, just to sleep. Because I get no sleep at home, none. The kid is, now he's, just when he started sleeping, now the teething shit started. Yeah. You know, he's teething. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Whiskey. Whiskey on you the You know, lungs. and I'm like, teething, you know. And then, you know, we got the daycare, you know, her, her mom has been great, comes over and watches him. But they watch him here. And I work here. And I live here. So it's like fucking kinder care over here all the time with the <laughs> screaming and the hollering. And I can't get any work done. You know, so I need, like, my office to become, like, I need to get guys to build recording studios, you know, where you shut the door and you can't hear anything. That's yeah. what I need. Like, four four feet of padding on every wall. <laughs> or a tree house to sleep in. <laughs> guys, I got to tell you, man, I, I, it just scares the fuck out of me. I mean, I'm like, you know, when she, every time the conversation starts, I bring up something else. <laughs> hey, don't you need a mink coat? <laughs> <laughs> need a mink coat? Oh, no, I was just wondering, because I saw one the other day, and I thought, you know, you know who this would look good on? You know, and I go, oh, really? Mink coat? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's like, that's how desperate I get. That's how bad. Because, you know, it, it just, you know, it's not even about, people are, oh, Sal, what are you talking about? What do you, you know, it, it, it's not to change a lifestyle. You know, because, you know, where the fuck am I going to go? What am I going to be, the, the guy at the disco? Come on, where am I going? You know, I'm not. Fucking Ricardo Montalban anymore. Where the fuck am I going to go? It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with all I got in my life now is my work and my drawing. And when you start to chip away into that, I got nothing. Now I become like my dad, that fucking raving lunatic, but with less hair. You know, my father was just real hairy, so I'm the same guy with less hair. And you become your dad. You know, that's the problem. With Thanksgiving, I started to hear myself say shit that my dad would say. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, oh, it scares the fuck out of you when you start going. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking turn the TV off if you guys don't stop. Uh -huh. Wait a minute, did I just say that? <laughs> I gotta go around the corner. And go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, all right, guys, you gotta get out of here now. I gotta get some sleep. <laughs> sleep? When did I put such a premium on sleep? <laughs> you know, like I got guys outside. I got these fucking the the, the cream of the American crop. This is why this the, this country. Is going to shit and, and the terrorists hate us. <laughs> Streets and sanitations in Chicago, okay? I don't know how they are, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania where you guys live, but Jesus Christ, in Chicago, these fucking guys will take three months to do like a two-day job here. <laughs> so they ripped up my street. And I mean ripped up. It looks like Patton's first army went through <laughs> in front of my house. Tore up the curbs, tore up the sewers, and they got these fucking bulldozers that when every time they back up, they beep. Yeah, yeah. And they've been working on this since, I kid you not, since the end of August. They have been out in front of my house where the whole house shakes every time a bulldozer goes by. So what do they do? They wake up the kid yeah. constantly, and then they wake me up constantly. And it's like I've gone out there I don't know how many times and called these guys' names and said, you fucking guys, man. It's like they built the Panama Canal in less time than you guys have done this shit out here in front of my house.
You know, I watched these specials about they built the Empire State Building in 13... I go, where are those guys? Where are those fucking guys that used to do this kind of shit? Because the lazy fucking hillbillies we got here in Chicago, I'm telling you, they cannot fix a fucking sewer lid and put a curb in, in, in since the end of August. And I'm like, what is all this bullshit about the pyramids? And you go see the Coliseum, and you go, what, what, what were those fucking guys on? That like here in Chicago, nothing, nothing happens, zero. They can, out there smoking cigarettes, and you know, oh fuck. They can build a whole Walmart in like three days. Yeah, you know, yeah. when, when yeah, yeah. capitalism's driving. I was it. watching a oh. thing on the other night on, on on what is it, Modern Marvels or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and they built the the Empire State Building in thirteen months. How the fuck? I'm going, these guys must have been hungry or something, or they didn't pay them till the end of the day or some shit like that. I don't know. Because I, these assholes out here, you look out there and you go, God, this country, you know. Aren't we the guys that, like, storm the beaches at Normandy and, like, you know, push the Japanese out of the, out of the Pacific? Not if you sent these fuckers. If you sent these fucking guys, we'd be in handcuffs right now. <laughs> we'd be in a lot of trouble, man. We'd be eating strudel and goose stepping in the United States right now. If you sent these fuckers. <laughs> Because, I mean, do you know what I'm talking about when they fix roads by you guys? Is it just a lot of retards standing around with a finger in their ass? Because that's what we got in Chicago. I was next to Bruce Tim at this con, and he is just one miserable son of a bitch, that guy. Can I tell you that uh, off the record? I, I guess you can, yes. Okay, he's a miserable son of a bitch. He really is. In what way? No, I like Bruce Tim as an artist. See, let, me, let me preface this. There's a lot of guys in the business I like, Neil Adams and... Certain guys that I like artistically, but yet as people, they're just reprehensible fucking human beings. And you could throw Bruce Tim into that mix. Wow. He no, he's just one of those guys that he he doesn't even he he would he wouldn't hide his he has this contempt for comic book fans, but yet he still sits there and he takes their money. But yet I could tell he's got this he he just thinks that he's you know the the cock of the walk that guy, and he needs a beating in the worst way. <laughs> No, there's a lot of people, and it would create a lot of clarity in their lives if they got a beating every once in a while. <laughs> Bruce Tim is one of them. Yeah. I and I mean everybody needs a beating once in a while just to put them in, in line, and he's one of those guys. Can we put pants in that line? No, oh, I don't need a beating. No, not pants. pants. If pants is on the list, he's way down on the list <laughs> behind a lot of people that I know that you could add to that. You know, there's a lot of guys that just you need to. You have to fill a pillowcase full of doorknobs and beat the shit out of them. So. I'm, I'm freaking harmless, Brian. Thank you very much. I know. I'm just teasing. Come on. <laughs> I'm right Brian, here. Why are you, insti- why are you, you know, provoking this man? <laughs> well, because it's my job. No, I don't know. I just sat next to him. And I just, I, the way he responds to the fans and people there was just, he, he didn't want to be there. And he was just kind of like, you know, he was. You could tell by his body language he's just one of those guys that he just thinks that he's fucking Martin Scorsese and he really shouldn't be at a con. And I was like, well, then why are you here then, you know, to make money and hide it from your wife and, and do your little commissions, <laughs> yeah. your joker your joker faces for $200, you know. I heard he got a lot people of... People are going to go, oh, Sal, fuck you, Bruce Timm's a great artist. I'm not, I like him as an artist. <laughs> I just said if I was in a lifeboat with him, he'd, he'd be the first fucker right throughout. <laughs> We went down on a plane in the Andes. He'd be the first one you ate. Was was fucking Bruce Tim? I swear to God, you just kill him and eat him right away. Go, be, he's gone. He's done with him. And, and this this was the same con with with Liefeld on the other side. 
Bob Liefeld. Liefeld's like, you know, there's an old expression that if you live long enough, you know, there's old buildings and old whores get, you know, respectable after if they uh -huh. live long enough. And that's Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld's just one of those old fucking, he's like Vanessa Del Rio at this point. <laughs> you know, people just want to see the freak show. They want to walk by to go, look, it's Beppo the dog face boy at this point. No. <laughs> I'd, I'd still do this. And, and I'd I still give do you, do and, and I can just sit down with me, and I can give you twenty fucking reasons why I don't like the guy that are, that have to do with real things, not just oh, I don't like the guy. You know, not just because he was on Tiger Beat or whatever the fuck. I'm talking about like <laughs> screwing people out of money and things like that. You know. But you know, he gets a. You know, people are like, yeah, but he gets a big line. It's like, yeah, okay, well, sure. So does Gil Gerard. You know. <laughs> a TV's Buck Rogers. Come on. So does. So does fucking Huggy Bear. You know, what does that, you know, what does that do? So. Now, are you going to any other cons this year, either for a time? Uh, yeah, for I'm doing Toronto, this, this, the two-day fan expo, I think it's called, which is, you know, I'm not sure. I've never done this one. I've done the one in the fall. This is a two-day show. I'm going up uh, with Bill Sienkiewicz. I'm supposed to be his his chaperone, which basically means, you know, to get him on the airplane. <laughs> Uh, and get him out of the sure hotel room. Stop along the way at a mess lab or something. Um, and then I'm doing that for two days, which is nice because the Blue Jays are in town. And I've already got like a, a shitload of people that want to sleep in my room, which is always a lot of fun. You know, when people don't flush the toilet and things like that. You know. Yeah, I've already got people that are asking. Hey, Sal, uh, we hear you're coming in Friday, but we're getting there Wednesday. So could you call the hotel and tell them we could, to let us in your room on Wednesday? Oh, my God. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking eating three more days of a hotel room just so you could, you know, play Doris Day on her honeymoon in my hotel room. It's like, fuck <laughs> off, you know. And sleep at the train station, you know. And, you know, put duct tape over your ass. What do you want from me? <laughs> Oh, I knew what I would ask you that I forgot. Are you are you doing Supercon again in May? Supercon. Isn't That's it, the one that, in San Jose? Yeah, it's when we had the story last year with the chick from the Go-Go's. I'm going to... Are we still on the air? <laughs> yes. I'm going to try. <laughs> okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try. Got some great stories from last year. You want to know the truth? Yes, or I do. You want me to, oh, fuck, who cares? Nobody, nobody cares what I say. Um, he doesn't pay for anything for me, Steve. Nothing. Okay? Which is fine. Because most shows I do, I live in the real world. I'm not fucking Jaja Gabor. They're not going to pay for me. <laughs> and the minute that I distance myself from Alex or anybody else that I know, they just tell me, hey, asshole, who are you? You're not bringing Alex? Fuck off. Send us a check. Fine, I prefer it that way because then I don't owe anybody anything. But Steve, who runs the show, is is the nicest guy in the world. Let me preface that, and he puts together a tremendous show. But he brings out all these guests and gives them hotels and airfare, and you know, takes care of them to the power of ten. Me, on the other hand, nothing. I have to pay for everything. So for me to go, you know, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, I could just go to San Jose on vacation if I'm paying for everything. So I'm going to see if I can go because last year I went and we had, I mean, you remember from the bullshit that Buzz oh, yeah. and I talked, we had a tremendous time. But this year I'm just really, really busy with trying to get the, the word, bang the drum on Atomic and get the word out. And the, the kid is two now, so he's already joined a gang and he's driving me crazy and all that shit. And, you know, I'm doing mocha and I'm doing, 
you know, I've been, I'm doing Toronto next week, and then I got to start, believe it or not, start prep for San Diego. So I'm going to try because it's a, it's a great show. And San Jose is a nice town, except I hope they don't sit me next to the fat guy from Lost again. <laughs> the odors that come out of that son of a bitch oh. leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> and he's got an ass bigger than mine, so he looks he's he's not a handsome guy. He's not. He's not Rock Hudson by any stretch, but don't sit me next to him, please. You know, put me next to Yvonne DiCarlo or fucking whoever. You know, put me next to Ernie Chan, because they always put me with the fucking Filipino mafia. They put me with Alex Nino, Tony DeZenega, and Ernie Chan, which is great, because I don't fear like heroes of mine. And you won't find three more talented guys. But, my God, when you get with three Filipinos, something's going to happen. I'm not saying what, but they're usually plotting. It's like it's like heat. You know, they're plotting some kind of fucking bank robbery or something right while you're there. And I don't need to be an accessory because no, no. if they put my ass in a Filipino jail, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> They'll be selling my ass for magazines in about 20 minutes. <laughs> wow! Here's my ass for a subway. I don't need that. Oh God! I, I don't pull the orange jumpsuit off real well. Not many people do, but I really don't. You know? <laughs> Alex used to have these, used to have these fucking legendary uh, Halloween parties. You know, like you know, you go in there in their costumes, like you know, these guys stepped right off a fucking movie set. And I was not, I could never, you know, this was, bef- this is for for political reasons, obviously, before I was working for him, so I could get away with a lot more shit in those days. So anytime. He was like, well, what, are you, what are you coming at? Because he would have, you know, these costumes that, you know, you couldn't believe how cool they were and how authentic they were. And, you know, and people that weren't, they weren't allowed in the party unless these guys spent, you know, at least 300 hours working on fucking costumes. So I would go to the store and I would say, well, you know, I'm coming as the Black Panther, I used to tell them. You know, now to pull off a Black Panther costume, you got to have, you know, the body of a fucking gymnast or a swimmer. But what I would do is I would get the Black Panther costume that's like the school mascot. You know, at, at halftime at the football game, you know, with the big head and the whiskers and the tail and the whole fucking nine yards. So I was like, well, I told you I was coming because, you know, you really wanted people to come. as, Or I would come as Santa Claus or come as a tiger or come as something retarded, you know, because I was like, fucking who am I kidding? I can't pull off these costumes, these body suits, you know, with we walk around with your cock hanging out the whole party. I can't do it, you know. Come on, you're telling me you never you never got dressed up as uh, Captain Marvel? Uh, never for for public consumption. He had three three Captain Marvel costumes that we used to use for when we used to take the photographs for reference. But that was it. But there have been times when we're taking photos and then the phone rings and then I'm standing there with the costume on waiting and then people outside one time, there were these phone guys, you know, changing the fucking telephone pole and I know three of them were looking in going, look at this. Look at these two fucking guys shooting a stag flick. Look at that. Look at the fat ass standing there with the, with the Shazam costume on. So he had three cars and one of them d- didn't fit right and then the, the, the last one that I wore, which it's been years since I put that thing on for... <clears throat> it was was when we did the Power of Hope. I could I'd need a fucking a hand key to get that thing on at this point. We would just I, there'd be no way I could get that thing on. And is it just me too? Is in, our, in your, are your mothers crazy? 
I, I, I think it's old Italian mothers. I, I really, Call you up with stupid shit that they see on television, and you go, Ma, I don't know. I, I don't have anything to do with that. You know, <laughs> Ma, I don't know. No, no, we're not having a hurricane. Well, they just said it on television. Ma, that's Florida. Yeah. No, I saw it on our news. You know, okay, Ma. You're, we're having a hurricane. What can I tell you? Why are there Chinese people on TV? I don't know, Ma, why there's Chinese people on television. <laughs> that's my mother. She drives me crazy. <laughs> She had problems making coffee the other morning, so she called fucking Cuisinart because that's the coffee maker that I bought her for Christmas, and she yelled at them on the phone, told them their coffee maker is a big piece of shit. Oh and I'm like, Ma, you know, this co- I want my Mr. Coffee back. I go, Ma, Mr. Coffee, the one that you, it was in the alley in 1972. So if you're going to find it, you better go in fucking landfill someplace, you know, in, in fucking Hoboken and find it because I don't know where your Mr. Coffee is. I, I don't know what to tell you about your Mr. Coffee. Well, you better get it back. Okay, I'll get a man working on it right away. <laughs> Finding your fucking... Joe DiMaggio's dead and there is no more Mr. Coffee. I'm sorry. I can't take her to the grocery store anymore because it's, it's like taking Mike Tyson to a Klan meeting. Anytime I take my mother to, like, the fucking grocery store, she starts a fight with somebody. <laughs> If there's a line in the checkout, she wants to know why there's a line. And oh, it, you know why? You know why there's a line, and they don't open up another line because they know she's a widow. That's her other big thing. <laughs> Everything is about she's a widow. You know how they have? You know, there's the race card with with my with the old Italians. It's the widow card. They pull the old. They know I'm a widow, and they could take advantage of me. Who, ma? Who are these fucking people that sit around a table and and come up with this shit before you walk in the store? <laughs> They're keeping tabs on it. They know. Yeah, oh, they keep. Oh, yeah. They, they, they know Sally's coming, and they go, okay, we're going to take advantage of this old lady because she's an old Italian woman who wants to know why the Chinese are on television. <laughs> and, and how is not opening a line taking advantage? That just makes me well, laugh. Because, well, well, because they could, but there's people standing over there talking, and then they don't want to open up another line for her because why should they? She's insignificant. She's just an old Italian widow, uh... and she's going to be dead soon. That's what she says. Loud enough for the whole store to hear. I go, ma, people don't give a shit about the Italian. Or they know we're Italian, so they figure we're eat, we could, they could take advantage of us. Okay? If you're buying, can we just get the, the three items we came in here for, the, the, the thing of vinegar, and get the fuck out of here so before I kill myself? So I don't take her anymore. I got to leave her in the car like a poodle and crack the window, run in, get it, and come out. You have to treat her. You have to treat her like a rabid dog. Well, it's, it's, it, to me, it's, it sounds like you almost have Livia Soprano, except she hasn't put a hit out on you. Oh, yet. much worse, much worse. <laughs> I tell my wife whenever we would see that you know his, his mother on a Soprano, and, my, and she would. My, my wife would look over at me. She goes, "That's your mother," and I go, "Yeah, that's her." I mean, and before I got married, my mother was on my case all the time because she goes, "You know what people are going to say about you? They're going to say that you're the gay." <laughs> The gay, right? The gay. They're going to say that you're one of those homosexual guys. They're not going to say that you're picky. They're going to say you're the gay. Because mm-hmm. I'm only like, one. well, ma, first of all, who the fuck are these people? You know, like relatives that have been dead for 100 years, you know. My Uncle Nazi and my Uncle Vito Zito and all those jagoffs <laughs> that don't speak a fucking word of English. Who cares what they think? That's why, you know, they were, and I dated these girls, you know, when I was younger, they're like, oh, marry a nice Italian girl from the village, you know. 
I went out with these hair farmers. They're all fucking crazy. I mean, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm wind up fucking killing somebody. Trust me. I, I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be talking through glass right now. You know, if I, if I had married one of those women. We'd be on the phone, but I'd have the little glass with the holes in it. I'd go, hey, guys, how are you? You brought me comics. Thank you. No way. You know, when I got married, I didn't. I didn't really plan on getting married. I waited, you know, till I was forty to get married. And I just said, "Hey, that was it. I wasn't going to get married." And then, uh, you know, I didn't really. You know, it wasn't something I saw coming. It just kind of, you know, somebody threw me a lifeline <laughs> to get the fuck out, and I said, "All right, I'm going to get out of here." You know? <laughs> and so you went across the other ocean. You know, I went. <laughs> I kept the Axis power together and went to the, the, the other way. Well, as Buzz, well, I kind of reinforced Buzz's lifelong philosophy that everybody secretly has yellow fever and everybody secretly wants to marry an Asian. That's what Buzz claims. So. <laughs> well, anytime I argue with him, he goes, well, who are you married to again? And I go, all right, shut up, I get it. Because <laughs> San Diego, you can't, we don't get a chance to get together. It's, too, it's like a fucking airport now, that show. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, you know, it's too crowded. You always say, hey, you know, everybody's name is Hey at San Diego. Because I'm so fucking senile, I can't remember anybody's names anymore. Everybody's, hey, you know. And then when they, when they tell me, I heard you on Geek, and I'm like, and then I don't tell them fuck stories, they're always disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I don't know what to tell you. You know, they're always like, you know, that's the only thing that kills me about when, it, when like, a, a listener will come up to me, they're always like, you know, they're, they're like, if I don't swear, they're all pissed off. If I go, hi, how are you? How you doing? Nice to meet you. And I'm just like, you know, and I do a sketch for it. They're like, no, tell me a story about when you shit your pants or something. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, I don't have that many, but I can think of one maybe you haven't heard, you know. And then I usually throw them Buzz's way. I go, hey, there's Buzz over there. Go fuck with him. Buzz will tell you right off. You know, right, he'll tell you off right to your face. Get the fuck out of here. Leave me alone. You know? 